Well, welcome to Coffee with Vern, a time where we enjoy conversation with each other of the truth of scripture, theological truth, and then once a month, we will cover a question segment from your questions sent in to coffeewithvern at gmail.com. Well, good morning, Boker Tov. Good afternoon and good evening. Welcome back to Coffee with Vern. I'm your host with the most, Vern. Wow. I came up with that this morning. That was pretty good. Thank you. And people, does anybody realize what day it is? It's August 11th for Jesse Moritz Doomsday. Welcome, Jesse. Thank you. Jesse's on his first ever episode. I I think think I'm ready. No, I think he's excited, honestly, deep down. I think you are. Deep down, it's a little exciting. Yeah. But a little closer to the surface, it's not so exciting. No, I think he I think he's actually is just, you know, lying to you, but I think he's I would never. he's joyous to be here. But uh this is going to be a fun day. Um the coffee I don't have words to describe how mad I am right now about this coffee. The Ubora, it's not your fault. Uh, shout out to Ubora, um, the maker of the coffee, me, uh, did not make it good enough. I'm trying a new pot. User error. Yeah, I mean, it's a fresh pot. You know, you got to break it in. It's like yeah. a pair of shoes. Um, and I didn't put enough grinds in it. But I will add, it makes sense that your cup of coffee... It's bad today because I don't like coffee. Yeah, well, there you go, everybody. I'm on a a podcast about coffee. Well, Malone's not here to drink all my coffee. (laughs) That's right. It's just weak. I'm frustrated. I'm really angry about this Um, because my cup I had at Ubora this morning was phenomenal, exceptional. Mm. 7.30 in the morning, I'm drinking this 20-ounce of coffee. It's great with Jesse Holmes. Shout out to my brother. And then this. (laughs) Um, oh, man. well, Hey, uh, before we get started, I want to roast everybody. Um, okay. I have no questions on my email at coffeewoodvern at gmail.com. So what's going on people? All right. The coffee's bad today because I am a user error. The emails are not here, but that's your user error. So use your fingers and send me something. Okay. I'll tell you what date that'll be. Um, that's going to be on the 25th. August 25th, we'll have our question episode. I'll put my sweater on. We're having a good time. It's blazing hot in here usually, so I'm going to be sweating by the end of that one. Yeah. But without further ado, why don't we get into it? Because this could be a long episode, so maybe I should. It could go one of two ways. It could go really short or it could go really long. I think that's the the beauty of podcasting, though. You can go as long as you want. But... I'm also the editor, so 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 he can take out whatever he wants. That's That's just not fair. Before we get into it, let's introduce you to the people, Jesse. I'm not going to embarrass you like I did Malone. I'm Please. not like that. Um, so, Jesse, how long have you worked at West Acres? I think it's around eight years, man. Eight years. Eight years, I think. Holy moly. If not, almost. Eight years ago, I would have been 15. And now I'm working with you and hang out with you I every know. day. How awesome is that? I was a little bowl cut 15-year-old. Yeah, you were. Um, and you... Have been at West Seekers since you were how old? Uh, we started coming uh, when I was in you were a peewee. sixth grade. So right at the beginning. Okay. It might have been right at the end of fifth grade. Right okay. at the beginning so of you've been here grade. as long as I have. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what year that would have been? No. no I'm no. not doing the math. No, sorry. Malone grew up here somewhat too, right? He did, yeah. I was in youth group with Malone. That's awesome. He was uh, a grade ahead of me. He was one of those guys you come in, you're like, oh, I want to be like. 
Dude, I still want to be like Mo. I know, right? Honestly, every time <laughs> when he preaches on Sunday morning, uh, like because of these last four, yeah. you know, a lot of times he preached since he's had this job. I was out of town. I've gotten to hear a few of them, mm-hmm. but since I've gotten to actually see him, I'm like, dude, I want to be like that. And then, I, I mean, I'm, I'm like that with Pastor Larry too, though. I'm like, man, I wish I could just get up there and blaze yeah. like these guys. Yeah. And Pastor Larry, he's got that wisdom. Like Hulk Ma. You, something happens like random. You could go to Pastor Larry. He's like, oh yeah, that's happened to me. Oh, well, we can't give the example <laughs> that I have, what, what, ha- what we talked about, but yeah, it's unreal. Like, yeah, this happened. Oh, it's, it's happened to me. Let me talk yeah, about it. Yeah, let's talk with about you. it. Like, well, what? no one else would have been able to say that everything has happened to pastor larry miss that man looking forward to him coming back here soon Mm -hmm. all right so here we go let's get into it jesse you you, everybody knows a little bit about you so now let's just dive on in so jesse what is our topic of discussion today well it's a it's a sensitive it's a sensitive topic but it's one that um i am entrenched in with my work um, it was something that just developed through my years of working here out mm. of necessity. Come I don't on. know what that says. I don't either. Um, but we're talking about social media. Oh, snap. I will, I will preface that this is a large, largely a look at the negative aspects mm. of social media. There are several positives, yeah. but I feel like everybody feels like they know the positives yeah. and they forget about the negatives. And if we need to hit on a positive, we will. But mm-hmm. I think sometimes we blind ourselves to the negatives because right. we try to overcompensate the positive right. to say it's better. It's okay, yeah. yeah. And that's, that's kind of what I was getting at here was, hey, yeah, social media does a lot of good things. Sure. It gets a lot of things right. But please do not forget. Don't what can forget go wrong. what can happen. Yeah. Right. So, how you take me away? Where do you want to go first with this? Because well, we I could always, go a lot of directions. Right. Right. When I when I think about social media and the church, I always think about Pastor Larry, my man, because he refuses to get on Facebook. Oh, dude. <laughs> Which refuses rightly so. Amen. In my opinion. Right. Um, but I always think of Pastor Larry when he talks about how he's told people, you guys just need to delete Facebook. So we, I will recap just because Genesis 2.15, oh, the Lord on. God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work and to keep it. Even God, Genesis 2.2, on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done. He rested on the seventh day from all that he had done. As time moves forward, uh-huh. one thing that gets easier for us is work and technology has advanced to make things simpler and easier. Right? And so what comes out of that is that we have a lot of free time. Woo, free time free is the time. enemy. Right. And so that was my point with both work and, and rest. We were made to work. Very obviously we were made yeah. to work when we're done working professionally i'm not saying you work 24 hours a day 12 hours a day however don't do that i'm not saying do that but there are things that you can do to fill your time that are worthwhile oh biblically spiritually theologically all day biblically what's the big one prayer reading the bible right prayer and reading the bible jesus answers yeah jesus answers and another one is to read books that have to do with so the theology one for me is like pick up something 
some systematic and right. go to town. So yeah. beyond that, so if you don't like to read books like that sort, and that's fine. Yeah. If you if you just read the Bible, there's nothing wrong with that. So beyond that, pick up a book, just any book that you like, some topic that you enjoy. Make sure it's something that grabs your attention and keeps you encapsulated so that it keeps pulling you back mm-hmm. so you're not tempted to put it down and pick up a phone. Gentle and lowly, Dane Orton. There you go. Yeah, so books. Another one that I like to do is projects, big projects. Uh, now that I'm a homeowner, it seems to be a lot of revolving around fixing things. You know, you buy a house and all of a sudden it starts I'm not apart. a homeowner. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I, I do a lot of other stuff, mm-hmm. a lot of fun projects too. But big projects, that's a big one. You can you can fill your time that's with a great big one. projects. Mm-hmm. And that is something that has a start uh, and an end, Yes, a goal that will be worthwhile and that will fulfill you in that sense uh, as, as far as work goes. Um, planning for a vacation. That's, I know, I know so these people, are good suggestions, honestly. Yeah, something, I'm just trying to give something that people, they don't have to just be scrolling in their news feed 24 seven. There you go. When they feel bored. Find something you find interesting and pursue it in that aspect. Painting, uh, music, anything. Pick up a new hobby. Mountain like biking's that. mine, you know. Yeah, anything like that. I mean, if you... If you're retired and you have a chance to go on a lot of mission trips, oh, start researching those places, Eat maybe learning a language. You know that? I've always wanted to learn new languages, something like that. Um, my bottom line is, as Americans, we are bored. It's so lot. sad. We, and and I, it, the Matt Chandler quote comes to mind. Oh, yeah. Come on. Um, this generation has the most information at their fingertips and the most opportunities at their fingertips, and yet we are the most bored. Bored. Yep. I've heard him say that. I forgot where, but... It's one of his older ones. So I will ask you now, what is the purpose of Facebook? Oh, dude. I want to know... Their what purpose or what my think? What it could be anything. What you think? Okay, I'll go about this is. as if I was writing a paper real quickly. Okay, all right. If I was do, I I have Facebook, but I don't use it like I would. I don't use it really. Um, I think the purpose is just to stay in connection with people that I don't see on a daily basis for me. Okay, and then my second purpose in using it now is to promote faith based things so that people right. will maybe watch them or see them mm-hmm. and it, it sparks something, some kind of thought process towards Christ. That's my purpose. Yeah. Yes. I, I would agree by and large, your opinion of what Facebook is for is what everybody else thinks to connect with other people. Yeah. The broad sense. Yeah. Just yeah. connect with people. I Connection. Think, I think everybody would think that. I mean, the marketing statistics. I would that. tell you you're wrong. <laughs> so the purpose of Facebook is to make money for its creators and it's bored, right? <laughs> so, Great. Phenomenal. I, and I, I want I want you guys to think about this. This is something I want to enter your brain when you log on. Well, you don't even have to log on to Facebook anymore. You no, just click it and it stays logged scary. on. So whenever you get on Facebook, I want you to think that you are spending your time giving money to these people. That I know most of most of you guys don't like or agree with. You're giving them money. Never thought about that. 
every minute you're on there, they're getting is money off of it. Ad revenue and data revenue that they're getting. So, rather you disagree you start, or agree with what you're looking at, correct? Yeah, correct. So when you start to get on Facebook, think about that. With Facebook, time is literally money. Money. Oh my god. That gosh. is the purpose of Facebook. Oh my god. They don't care about connectivity. They care about money. Well, so Facebook has been accused of being designed deliberately to be addictive. That's something else to me. I have to strongly agree with. There's something called it's called behavioral design. They use it to make apps and websites addictive. Mm-hmm. So like an example is when you get a pop-up and it says like subscribe to this, the subscribe button is large and colorful and the no thank you is small and not highlighted at all, right? Yeah. And so your eye is immediately drawn to that subscribe, subscribe button. button intentionally. Okay, so that's just a very specific example of user or behavioral design. It's like okay? clickbait. It is. It's like clickbait. There has to be motivation yeah. for getting on it. So Facebook wants to give you motivation. So one of those things is when you get an alert, when you get an yeah. alert on your phone. What does it immediately make you do? You are excited. You want to check out what's going on. Who direct messaged me? So there's motivation. There's also the fear of missing out, which is a huge problem in our culture right now. So because sad. everything is so instantaneous, we are so scared that we're going to miss stuff. And most of it is... Not stuff that we should care about missing. Well, especially for the believer. Right. If if we truly are truly living for the next life, then who cares if you miss out on anything? Right. Exactly. So there's that. And then, of course, it's when you see a like or a comment yeah. on your post. Like, man, that's awesome. Brain goes there, man. Your brain yeah. goes there. So you have that motivation, but they also design an action to make it easy to get that motivation, right? So clicking an app, we already talked about it. You don't even have to log on anymore. So clicking on the app, so simple. Mm-hmm. Open your phone, click on the app. You're right there. Oh, you're right scary. there, right? So th- another one is scrolling through a timeline. It's mindless. It's it's a flick. Just go, go, go. It is, mi- and it's supposed to be. It's mindless and it's repetitive, which creates habits. Yeah. So the scrolling is one of those simple actions. Another one is clicking a reaction button. Like what? Like subscribe like, or something? No, no, no. So like you see a post, click the like button or like, a smile. Okay, that's a reaction button. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's simple. That takes nothing. You scroll and click at the same time. Uh, I'm I'm pulling up something because this is just scary. Yeah. I can't believe I'm hearing this. All of this stuff is designed to make you come back. It's designed to make it addictive and habitual. So social media started off a way to connect. Now it's to make money and uh-huh. to make you addicted, which in turn creates a lot of negative emotions because negative emotions breed addiction. Yeah. Would you agree? Uh, 100%. Okay. So there have been a lot of studies that come out that say the longer that you're on Facebook, the more depressed you oh, are. Oh, it makes so much sense. So now through quarantine... We've seen the depression rates. Anxiety and, and depression through the, the roof. Suicide rates go up, right? Social media usage has shot, shot through, through the, the roof. roof. It's ridiculous. Yeah, alcohol sales, Stop all of it. Stop spending time on social media. And I'm calling myself out here. We're all, yeah. I mean, we're all we're all guilty. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's a part, uh, 
I think the takeaway before we get to all the takeaways, the takeaway is walk away going, Lord, I want to make a difference about this in my life. Yeah. You know? And so. Absolutely. So let, let's get into some of those statistics. Yeah, okay. I'm, and I'm this interested. is from 2020. Now I want you to keep this in mind. This was before the pandemic. So before COVID. Okay. Well, it was before the quarantine. Before the American guidelines. quarantine. Right. Okay. Okay. So it was at the very beginning of 2020. Uh, this comes from Nielsen Global Media, which is like the premier media data okay. people. This was in February of this year. The average American spends 11 hours on some form of media. Oh, my now, Lord. A day? A day. Oh so don't, don't let that one bug you too much because that could be radio, uh, music. Oh, that includes like Spotify TV, and all. Okay. But also social media. I got music playing at all times. Right, so. me too. So there's there's that, and a lot of that overlaps. I mean, it's it's a big number. But then we push into specifics. The average American, again, before the pandemic, four hours a day on a smartphone. Four hours a day. Oh, my gosh. Okay. And there's only so much you could do. Let, let's be honest. There's only so much you could do on smartphone before you're on social media. Yeah, there's not much. Games kind of stink these days. Right. <laughs> exactly. So let's push in more. Another study found that while on vacation. Oh, no. Okay. People in the U.S. check their phones an average of 80 times a day. Oh. With some as many as 300 times a day. <sighs> 300 times a day checking their phone. Oh, my gosh. With social media, I think... The thing is, we've created this digital community. We, as a people, long for fellowship. Okay. Well, we were made for community. We were. And so we transitioned somewhere in the 2000s to a place where we, we like to spend more time online. We would rather stay home and watch Netflix and TV and chat with people online than in person and that's only been exacerbated here because of the quarantine yeah yeah so we've we've dug deeper into our trench of digital community i mean God, the effects when this is all said and done the effects when this is all said and done exactly it's it, scary it terrifies me as christians it causes us to become inattentive to the world around us mm. so we start not being able to see physical needs of those who inhabit the places around us, even very locally. So Facebook, in a sense, is a blinder that's become blinders to Christians. It takes you out of, and I feel like it takes you out of the life you are in, in it a does. sense. It puts you in a different it's world. It's a different, have you seen Ready Player One? I have. Okay, so you know how he, they just can enter yep. the Physical world around them is total garbage. Yes. It's it's in ruins. And then they get in that. Because they spend their entire time in the virtual world. It's the same concept here. We spend our We're entire time. We're about to start seeing it, I feel like. And you might. But you we spend a lot of our non-working, let's go back to that, non-working time on Facebook and social media, right? And so that causes us to forget about those who are in need around us. So you may feel very strongly about a certain topic and it could be so well-intentioned and you talk about it on Facebook. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Have you looked at your local community 
for ways to put that put, talk into action. Ways to put it, yeah, put it to use. People want to use Facebook to change systemic problems with the world, right? Yeah. I won't say it can't happen. I, I refuse to say it cannot happen because it could. I will, however, say it is highly unlikely that you change a, a big problem, cultural problem, mm-hmm. by posting something on Facebook. I would agree. Now, you can bring awareness to things, but you need to make sure that just because you bring awareness to something that you're not just doing that. You need to make sure that you're also offering ways yeah. in which people can help. And you need to be doing those things yourself. I was going to say, you need to point the finger back at yourself and take action. Like, hey, I don't agree with this. I don't think we should be doing this. This is a problem in our culture. Here's some ways that we can do this as yeah. a people. Yeah. And here's some ways that I have found personally, like you better, you better make sure you're backing up what you're putting on there. Right. So we talked about the fear of missing out. That's a big problem on Facebook right now. Um, and and Instagram. And Instagram. Well, all social media. I'm going to hone in yeah. on Facebook because that seems to be a big one. Right. Because we've talked about it. We've mm. talked about it as a staff. It's been brought up in the pulpit. Right. I mean. Right. Exactly. So something that comes directly from the fear of missing out and using Facebook at the same time is the sharing of misinformation. Yep. It's huge right now. Yeah, huge. the worst thing Facebook ever did was allow you to share stuff. We want people to share our stuff on Facebook. We we post yeah. stuff to the West Acres Facebook every day, almost every day, almost every day. Almost every day. And we want people to share stuff. Yeah. And a lot of times people don't share stuff. <laughs> I think me and you sometimes repeat ourselves, but sometimes we'll, sharing. We'll share a lot of other stuff yeah. that have nothing to do with anything, right? So I talked about coming from tech and... If there was one thing that I learned from there that I appreciate and that I use constantly is the ability to do proper research. Mm-hmm. I understand the due diligence of doing research before speaking on a topic. A lot of people, this goes back to being bored, a lot of people just refuse to spend the time to do the research. That's right. But even if somebody has done the research for them, if somebody has fact-checked the material, they will not believe it. Yeah, And I'm not just talking about one side or the other. Both sides. If you have somebody who fact-checked, no one believes them because everyone now believes that everybody has a political agenda. That may be true. But who can you trust if you don't trust the fact-checker? Yourself. Yourself. And that's a scary place to be. It is. But... When you don't trust the fact checker and you can only trust yourself, but you also refuse to do the research to check those facts, you get this influx of misinformation. Uh, influx, too. And it is, it is a problem. And, and I'll tell you what, what bugs me about this is it makes Christians look bad. God, that, that's the one that kills me right there. Through Facebook now, all truth has become relative. Oh, God, that's a... I hate that term. Yeah, but it's true, right? Yes. All truth is now relative. And so I wrote this, and I wasn't sure I was going to say it, but I'm going to say it. Go for it. All truth is relative to your political affiliation. Oh, Lord. And I speak on these things, especially the amount of misinformation that uh, that Christians share. Yeah. 
from personal experience. I'm not looking up statistics. I'm not doing anything like that. This is from my personal experience of my network yeah. on Facebook. And, well, and other people that I right. know of their network. Right? And then we also bring this today because we're we're passionate about walking in holiness. Well, yeah. And we want to see our brothers and sisters, those that claim to be our brothers and sisters, pursue that. Yes, absolutely. So all of this, we've become a very angry online people. Very. Yeah, both sides. Vicious. But I'm, I'm talking... Because, again, I'm going off my personal experience yeah. with this. I'm talking about Christians, okay? We, a lot of times we see stuff, and it doesn't make us look loving and no. caring and generous and serving. Mm. It, it makes us look angry. And I I have two reasons down, and if you have more, feel free to share. But why do we feel like that? One, for some reason, because of Facebook we we don't want to be seen as wrong. Facebook has skewed what we think perfection is. Yep. Not not only physically, but you know spiritually, spiritually mentally, All of intellectually, yeah. right? And so we we have this crazy adverse reaction when somebody calls us out about being wrong. We want to lash out. Yeah, absolutely. And and tell me Let's just say stuff that people know. Okay. Galatians 5, 22 through 23. Okay. But the fruit of the Spirit. Yeah. Love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and... Self-control. Self-control. Boom. Boom. Big one. Yeah. So we have this problem with with wanting to appear to be right all the time. All Yeah. So the, the other reason was biologically... We get a rush of dopamine. I was going to go there. You went there anyways. Yeah. We get a rush of dopamine when we get positive reactions yes, we to do. our posts. Well, it just, it, and that's because uh, you get a rush of dopamine within your brain for anything positive. Anything positive. But with Facebook, it's so quick. It's yeah, so it's easy. instant dopamine and release. It happens. It's such a drug. It happens often. Often. Uh, very often. So when you get it that often and you get it that much, when you get something that someone that disagrees with you, uh, someone who puts a negative reaction, it creates the opposite, right? You feel terrible. You feel awful. And, and sometimes angry, yeah. Right. When we get angry and we talk negatively to people online, we tend to view that as a two-way street, me and you. Mm -hmm. We forget that there's an audience. We talked about there's a broad audience, but you forget that. People are affected by when you say something negative to somebody else or when you say something that, man, I'm going to cut them deep so they won't do that again. Because it, it's a very human, it's flawed. Well, it's, it's flesh. human nature. Yeah, it's a very flesh reaction. We all do it. Facebook makes it so easy to do it, though. When you're a yeah. person, I feel like you have that extra step of, Hold on. Yeah, because you're behind a computer screen. So there's that disconnect yeah. to where you feel like you can say wherever you want and there are no consequences. There's power without having to be a humble in it. But Does is that, that make sense? Is that true? No, it's not. It's, not it's true. just it, that's the feeling you think you have. Absolutely. You think you, you have absolutely power. Absolutely feel like you can say whatever you want and there will be no consequences. The amount I, of arguments I've seen. 
But I, I, I can assure you 100% confidence, no doubt in my mind, that is so untrue. And everything you do on Facebook has some form of real-world consequence. It may not make it back to you, but it'll affect, but it'll like affect somebody. Causing your brother to stumble. Yes. I mean, it, the, the friends that you lose over it, the relationships that you sever. I think about the person that may be interested into visiting a church. Oh, yeah. You're hitting what I'm And then they, they see maybe a pastor post something from that church or a church member or, or a lay member to a, a, a servant leader, one who's in position. Anyone within the church, they know that they're part of that church. And they go, if, if that's what they're posting, they go to that church, then, oh, man, what are they teaching over there? I don't right. want to be a part of that. Well, that's that's the thing, You're right? You're severing the community of Christ. So you you say something. And you forget that it's viewed by so many people. Not right. only the people on your friend list, right. but the people who the person who you're talking to, their friend list. Right. They can see that. Oh, that's such a scary thing. And and I'll, I'll say this because I need I feel like I need to say it midway every so often. You know, we we're talking about this because our heart is not to lash out at those that have maybe goofed in this. We no, this, have goofed in this. This is my I. I have, I'll be extremely personal here. I don't have a relationship with one of my cousins right now because I called him out about something online right. in a way that was totally wrong. Right. At the time, I thought I was calling out a brother, but it was it was a lot out of pride. Yeah. And it completely severed our relationship. Yeah, and I mean, ultimately, our goal is for you to walk away going... Wow, you know, we are we're all guilty of this. Let's strive for better. For better. Because all eyes are on us now more especially than ever. Especially as Christians. Now more than it's ever. Narrowing in. You yeah, especially I'm telling you man, it goes back to the whole persecution thing. Yeah. This I'm not saying this is not persecution. That's not what I'm saying. No. I'm saying but this is the start of Yeah. when we're going to start losing some freedoms as Christians in America. Yeah, we and we have to be careful. Let's just go into that. We have a very, very relevant example yeah. today in the past couple of days. And Malone, Malone said it. I'll talk about what it is in a minute, but Malone said it. It is a great example of why we as Christians have to be wise as serpents when it comes to social media. We're held to a higher standard. So you and I were talking about this right before. Yeah. Jerry Falwell Jr. Didn't president, even know who that was. At, yeah, for president a while. of Liberty University. So I had heard about what happened. I hadn't seen the photo. But I to to bring up some of you guys to speed, um, he stepped down. He was asked to step down because of a photo that he posted online. It was of him and a young woman who is not his wife with his hand around her waist, uh, her bare midriff waist. Her pants were unzipped and, and his, his pants were unzipped. And no matter what excuse or justification he gives for that, that's what is that? Yeah, it's I mean, gross. I'm just gonna say it's, it's, it's disgusting. disturbing. And what does that just say for oh. the people of of God? Right. You know, I mean, it 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 the plays world a role. Is looking at us. Well, and the world is looking at American Christianity and yes. laughing. Yes, because I mean. And it just it, it hurts me because this is the kind of crap that we're dealing with while our brothers and sisters are dying for the faith and starving. Right. 
And here we are having to have a conversation about, about a leader who has yeah. put something on social media to cause all of this. Yeah. And, and let's talk about that for a minute. He, he took that photo down. But guess what? We're still able to look look at it. It will never. It's never going to go away. Nope. This is something else I want you guys to think about when you get on Facebook. Anything you put online, not just Facebook, anything you put online will be online forever. forever. There is no way to take it down through uh, the data manipulation of that website, the way they gather that data, That's so the scary. way that it is stored, all that stuff. Uh, people taking screenshots of your photos, people saving your photos, people taking screenshots of your post, uh, anything like that. It's going to be online forever. forever. Is so there is scary. no way to take it back. So before you post something, think about it. Please remember, it's going to be there forever. <gasps> scary. Absolutely scary. Transitioning out uh-huh. of all that, I wanted to quote a few verses. So Proverbs 29.11, a fool gives vent to his spirit, but a wise man quietly holds back. This Tell me is if also, it ain't applicable right now. This is also one. Me, Malone and I talked about this subject as well, and this is one that he directed me to. <sighs> Ephesians 5.15-16. Look carefully then how you walk, not as an unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, mm-hmm. because the days are evil. Yep. It's using social media three to four hours a day, or even for an hour. Is that a wise use of your time? Well, then cross-reference to James. Mm-hmm. If my life is a vapor, a mist, absolutely. then why would I want to give it to this? Well, see, that goes back to the, I'm using it to bring awareness. That hour that you spent on Facebook bringing awareness to a topic is an hour that you could have been in the real world doing, doing physical servant work. I have one more. Galatians 5, 13 through 15. Um, For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. Hmm. And then you have the fruit of the Spirit right after that. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good reason to not seek out arguments online that's another thing if you post something that you know is going to attract an argument why why don't do that you can have a discussion with somebody mm-hmm. it is few and far between where you find a true discussion on facebook so right. facebook has killed civil discourse you cannot disagree with somebody on Facebook anymore without them attacking you back, and, yeah. and then and then that person probably attacks. And the effect of right that back. is that now, like when we have a physical civil discourse, like in front of each other, we don't know how to handle. We don't know. How I to think handle. social media is one of the main reasons people can't talk in front of people anymore. Oh, it's very true. All right, so I'm just I'm gonna read. I'm gonna end with some quotes that were so good. Go there, and then I'll so close good. this out. Do it. Healthy fellowship in our churches will never thrive when members abuse social media. Mm. Um, and then I'm going to quote. Say that again. Healthy. Healthy fellowship in our churches will never thrive when members abuse social media. God. Yeah. Hear that one, church. And then Ray Ortland. Oh, pa- my man. Pastor of Emmanuel Church in Nashville, Tennessee. When he was asked about Facebook specifically, 
He said this, I didn't just deactivate my account, I deleted it because I found that for me personally, it started to take too much time. I found that it got me riled up at times in ways that I don't want. It's not hard to find political stupidity. It's not hard to find reasons to get angry over developments in our culture and so forth. And there was too much there that was counteracting my desire to walk with the Lord. When they asked him what we should do with social media, Mm. he said this, I think of Isaiah 54, that I may know how to sustain a word to him who is weary. Everyone is weary. We are living under intense pressure and we don't need more. What we need is to be helped with a sustaining word, and it doesn't need to be much. I want to sustain with a brief word to the one who is weary. I want to maximize what I can impart to them with a minimum amount of commitment on their part. I don't want to be the online watchdog of Christian church mm. and the corrector of everything online watchdog. that I think is wrong. I only want to be an encourager. Oh, man, that's good. Talk about a quote to end on. We'll see, and that's that's the takeaway here. Social media can be totally positive. Yeah, it can. I think the way that we, you know, we close this out is in the sense of, I mean, church be encouraged. Yeah. But also, if you cannot properly use it for kingdom advancement, it might you, it is better for you to dis just disclose. Put out that it. eye. Just pluck it. Um, you know, it's just sad, but. I think that also to direct it towards the students while you're young, make a difference, yeah. make the, be the difference. Yeah, absolutely. To well, end out today. It was a little bit of a shotgun topic, but Hey, it has to happen though. You yeah. know, this is coffee with Vern, heavy thoughts, heavy topics, <laughs> but ultimately the, the, the goal is to encourage you to pursue Jesus mm-hmm. with everything. Absolutely. And so, Hey church, family out there of the global church and our local church we love you we're not calling you out and hate we're calling people out because we love you and that's what we do as brothers and sisters uh but shabbat shalom go in peace this has been coffee with Vern, jesse james the dynamic duo (laughs) he'll be back don't worry we'll talk to you soon i promise no he's coming back (laughs) but until next time we'll talk to you soon